Hello and welcome to the Ramen Profitable Podcast. My name is Atish Mazumdar and I'm here with my co-pilot, the great and powerful Chris Scott. And this is the podcast about testing out your ideas, taking your first steps, and really overcoming those obstacles on the way to entrepreneurship. Enjoy. How did that happen? Um, I mean, this gets into like jujitsu stuff, so it might be might be kind of uh, boring or, or not. I'll just say jujitsu stuff. I think that's sufficient yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, basically, basically, if anyone follows like jujitsu or whatever, it's <clears throat> I was uh, we were we were thirty seconds until the end of uh, end of the match, and you get points based on like positional stuff, but it has to be exact. So I had to get my hooks in, so to speak, because I was taking the back. I had to get my hooks in, my legs over the top. So I did something really dumb. I just brought my knee up really high to get my leg up, up and over. And I just smashed it into my own face because uh, I'm very skilled, obviously. And so I ended up biting my tongue and like just absolutely putting a slash through it. <clears throat> so like I, I took a piece out of it. And now eating, th- and I forgot all about that, but eating things like bacon has become like a terrible experience because it's like, it's so salty that it just like hurts the side of my tongue. Uh, I'm impressed you can hit your own face with your knee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of flexibility there, right? Like there's a little bit of flexibility there in order to be able to, um, you know, do that. I see you're, uh, you're wearing a very complicated shirt. <laughs> Yeah, it's laundry day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sunday. I gotta catch up on some laundry. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday is generally that for a lot of people. I actually, right out of the gate, I had a question for you this morning. And I'm, I'm not sure if I've uh, asked you this before, although I'm sure I have of some kind. But I'd be really curious to, to know what your answer is. Uh, basically because I actually have... A lot of questions for you today. I have a lot of questions for you today. Um, yay. <laughs> yeah, yay. Uh, and, and also questions for myself, obviously, but I'm trying to, uh, well, well I'll, I'll get into that in a sec. But, but my first question, which is not of these uh, other questions that I was going to ask for you today. Uh, do you have like a movie or a specific episode of a TV show that you watch when you want to get like fired up and do and be productive? Like for Ooh, that's a good question. Like for my example, and I know I've gone over this <laughs> on the uh, on the podcast before. Um, I think like in some other lifetime, I think I wanted to be a, a chef, like a a, a real uh, like real deal chef, like not one of these guys who just like works at a restaurant and you know puts on the coat, but also like like a legitimate on the stage Michelin star chef. So. Because I love, I, I've read uh, Kitchen Confidential like six to seven times over. Uh, and then the movie that I watch in that case is Burnt, um, which is which is that it, it's like not even that good of a movie. But for some reason, it just like fires me up. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work hard and be productive and stuff like that. Do you have anything like that? I don't think I have one specific thing, but I, there are definitely scenes that I want to rewatch when I'm like going to write something or if I'm going to direct something there's mm-hmm. definitely things that i watch to get in the mood what uh what is your uh so like for uh, like this week i need to watch uh that episode of true detective where they're telling that story when they mm. uh you know go after that trailer house to find the yeah. girl mm-hmm. yeah so i want to do something similar in the podcast that we're working on because <clears throat> we're gonna have a big like heat style gunfight Mm, mm -hmm. but it's on a podcast and it's all audio based. So how do you make that interesting? And how do you tell two stories two point of views of a gunfight in an audio based podcast? Oh yeah. That's, that's super interesting. And, and that's the dynamic that they have is basically they're showing you like they're visually showing you because I, I know exactly what scene you're talking about is where they're visually showing you the actual events where, um, you know, after they actually capture, I mean, spoilers, obviously, but after they actually capture those guys, put them down, and then Rust is just like firing bullets into the trees to make it look like there was a firefight, right? Yep. But then the story, so that, but then the audio component to that is the made up story that they came up with. So that's how, in a visual format, they're getting away with telling two narratives is like, 
you can show one thing but tell another. But if you're just in an audio format, how do you do that? Right. So what we're going to oh. plan is we're going to see if this works is we're going to try doing the first half from the bad guy's point of view. Mm-hmm. And then the second half is going to be a scene like that where they're retelling that story uh, with facts, not making it up, you know, mm-hmm. not doing that part, but, you know, telling, like, recounting the story from their point of view so we can get both point of views happening at the same time. That's that that sounds fucking great. Um, and since we brought it up, uh, Tucson Heat available now. Available now on all podcasting platforms. It's doing pretty well. Awesome. Yeah. So after uh, you get done listening to this, if you haven't already, pop on over to uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Is this available on Spotify? Yes, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple, Stitcher, all of them. All of them. I never use Stitcher, but I hear a lot of people use it. Anyways, uh, yeah, go check out Tucson Heat. Go go, give it a listen. Give it a like, a comment, a review, whatever. Uh, yes, yes, please. We need the reviews, please. Yeah, to whatever uh, the thumbs up button or the heart button or whatever your or the platform. five stars. Yeah, yeah. Give it the old five star review. Um, <clears throat> that's awesome, man. That's that's really intriguing. And it's... Uh, but, the, but I think the... Uh, I think the question you're asking, I think, is uh, a little more general purpose. It is general, but I think there's a movie that people watch to feel better. Mm. And it's usually an embarrassing movie that no one likes to reveal as their like go to comfort movie. So when you say feel better, like what are you uh, like? Like you mean when the world's got you down, that kind of thing? Yeah, you're a little bummed out. You're not feeling well. Maybe you're a little sick. Maybe uh, you didn't get that promotion. Maybe you, you know, lost that contract to Missoula, Montana, because you didn't <laughs> put in that one paragraph. I don't know what you do for a living. Uh, it's like Chris, Chris struggling to like match the. Which you know, honestly, not not a bad. That's not that's not a bad representation. Uh, but, but man, you, you like struggling to try and like make up some verbiage that matches what I do for my job. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's, that's close. That's good. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you, you baked a cake and it burnt mm-hmm. and you're like, you ruined someone's birthday party. You know, you just feel bad. You mean, uh, when you try your best, but you don't succeed when you right. get what you want, but not what you need. Oh my God. When you feel so tired, but you can't sleep, like you're stuck in reverse. Is that a lyric from your punk rock band? Uh, no. Your, your emo rock band? No, damn it. That was uh, Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, even remember the chorus part of that. Um, well, now I'm trying to think what my movie like that is when I'm like bummed out. I don't think, to be honest with you, I do, when I'm bummed out, I don't think I watch uh, a movie. Uh, okay, this is what I do. I, I watch uh, either one of two shows, and both of them are very similar, very similar, but like uh, the philosophical perspective on each has been the discussion of many YouTube videos that I also watch. Um, I either, when I'm bummed out, I either watch, and it's like I almost. The British Bake Off. No. Oh. See, that's the thing. Top Chef. No. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. No. <laughs> but these are all good guesses. Um, what's what's strange is like, and, and in my response, I'm it's becoming obvious that it's like, when I'm feeling bummed out, I guess I'm not trying to feel better. I think I'm trying to like, go even deeper with it. And then like, because obviously the shows that I watch when I'm feeling bummed out, is Bojack Horseman or Rick and Morty? E, and both are of that kind of like. <clears throat> <laughs> that was Chris's body physically rejecting those choices. <laughs> no, they're um, both good shows. They're both good shows. They're both good shows, but they're definitely not meant to make you feel better. Unless your idea of like feeling better is just like gazing into the abyss and realizing that all of this is meaningless, anyways, and and that kind of stuff, which which isn't. Generally, yeah. how I, how I yeah. characterize yeah. feeling better. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I keep messing with my face. I know you're noticing because right, like literally a minute or two before this, I was, uh, cause my hair was all weird from, uh, you're like doing jujitsu and your knee no. hit your forehead. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but this is pointing out that I'm very accident prone this week, I guess. Um, I, uh, do you ever just stick your head under the shower? 
um, if I have to. Yeah, because it's like, look, this morning I'm I'm kind of like, ah, look, because I, I had to take Grizzly out. I've just, like, my Sunday, today is really, really tight, right? So for dumb reasons also. But anyways, that's besides the point. <laughs> but it's, I do this to myself. Like, this is the problem is that I just say like, oh, yeah, fine. No, I, I can do that for you or I can help out with that. I can, you know, and I'm just like, I'm so free and liberal with my time during the week. And then, like, it comes down to because, you know, I don't commit my work time or something like that because that I do for the company. But um, I commit a lot of my free time to doing shit for other people or doing it. And it's like, I don't know why I do this. I don't know why I do this because I just end up anyway. So today is like kind of in a rush. So I woke up. I took Grizzly out. um, And then I'm like coming home. I made some food. I'm, I'm doing whatever, making some coffee, getting everything, you know, upcycled. And I'm like, okay, well, my hair was really fucked up from uh, just like sleeping on it and like not, you know, whatever. So I was like, okay, let me just run my head under the shower. So my shower is uh, like uh, horizontal against the wall. And uh, it's it's kind of a tight space where like the where the actual water would come out would be on the right hand side of it versus the left hand side. The left hand side is like where there would be less. So I put my head near the right-hand side, but what I've totally forgot is that we have installed shelves that go, like, right next to it to hold stuff, uh-huh. and I just, like, moved my head back, and I just whacked my head on the fucking corner of the thing so damn hard, and that was literally, like, 30 to 45 seconds before we started this, so I've been a little distracted because <laughs> my head is kind of throbbing because I just, like, turned the corner with it. <laughs> Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on with me today. But uh, but uh, all right. So Tucson heat is out. What else is new? I worked on a uh, fashion shoot this last uh, these last two days Mm -hmm. for Vogue Singapore. Wow. And I learned a lot on the set. I learned that it's not too different than what I usually do at my photo shoot, (laughs) except uh, it's with people. There's more yeah. people. There's stylists, <laughs> right. there's hair people, there's makeup people. Mm-hmm. But there's there are only eight, ten, eight to ten people on the set, including me. So it wasn't that many people. Wow. And uh and I learned that, you know, a lot of these editorial, they're called editorial type photo shoots, the stylized ones with just whatever that's are in, that are in random magazines, they're usually done at like a a a free basis, like as a on a favor base, because Magazines don't pay for some of those photo shoots. And so if they don't pay for the photo shoots and the photographer kind of has to, you know, pay for it out of his pocket. Yeah. But the payoff is you're in a Vogue magazine. Uh, commercial clients will see your work and want you to shoot their T-shirts for, you know, Spencer's. I don't know what they do, but that's what the 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 makeup lady was telling me she was telling me that she does these editorials to update her book and once her book is updated then she can book campaigns like for target and for uh all saints another clothing brand uh h&m because they're but but that's that's the part that kind of makes me curious because wouldn't you think you so so i'm confused wouldn't you think that you would get like isn't vogue when you've hit the big time and you're getting paid well this is vogue singapore so it's like an offshoot of vogue Okay. So, uh, oh, if, so, if so you, you use these like the 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 brand name is good to like escalate you up to those tiers, is what you're saying, right? But but like just Vogue, I think is the big one. Got it. But there's okay. like Vogue Singapore, there's Vogue Spain, there's Vogue Germany. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even with like GQ, there's GQ Thailand, there's GQ Spain and England. You know, so they, everybody has like they like these, and they're mostly like digital offshoots. Okay. They're, they're rarely they have rare prints, but it's you know using the name to kind of elevate your status in the world of mm-hmm. fashion and photography. Hmm. But but uh but everybody kind of does it for free because you have to have current up to date looks. You can't have old work in your portfolio otherwise people are going to think you're you're washed up <laughs> you're not keeping up with the times wow but also it was the 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 like logistically the worst planned shoot i've ever worked on and uh, it, how do you it mean was, it was driving me nuts uh so i was supposed to be a photo assistant okay but because the producer who was uh, didn't 
show up to the location. She was doing this all remotely from New York. So uh, that's that's probably one part of it. <laughs> uh, she was not. Uh, I guess she was kind of doing it. They were waiting last till last minute to pull the trigger on everything. So oh, okay. the shoot was on Friday. She didn't really call anybody till like Wednesday to say, hey, can you work on this? Like she, wow. they gave her, she gave everybody heads up like a week ago, but she's like, keep the dates free. Who knows what's going to happen? So I was supposed to be a photo assistant, mm-hmm. but because it all happened so last minute, they weren't able to find a, a PA, a production assistant, but they were able to find other photo assistants. So they asked me if I would be a PA and I'm like, uh, whatever. I just kind of want to see the shoot and see how it goes, you know, because I've never been on a real shoot before. Define PA for me. Production assistant. P- production assistants. They are okay. the ones that are, uh, you know, getting people's coffees. They're picking up lunch. They're oh, okay. driving people around. They're not. They're like the gophers. They do all the the lame yeah. stuff. They're making yeah, sure yeah. everybody has water. They t- drive people to and from the airport. Uh-huh. And that was the big logistical problem was the airport part. Mm. Was someone so actually it, coming in from Singapore? No, this is not. No one was from Singapore. There were three people coming in from LA, and then the photographer was actually uh, is from here, from Tucson. So it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and so I had to pick up the makeup artist, the hair stylist from the airport, and drop them off at their hotel. Mm. And so they flew in at nine o'clock at night and the, the shoot booked them a hotel at the Four Points Sheraton right next to the airport. Okay. And uh, it was not, it looked like a nice hotel from the outside, but apparently on the inside, it wasn't that nice. I can believe that. And so these uh, the <laughs> hair makeup and the hairstylist, she was like, uh, we're not staying here. We're moving to another hotel. <laughs> But I had already dropped them off and left. And they're like, hey, just letting you know, we're moving to another hotel. And I'm like, great. That sucks. They're like, yeah, we're going to Lowe's Ventana Canyon, which is a really okay. nice hotel. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the Delta there is like, that's huge. Yeah. And it's literally on the other side of town. Yeah. It is like, like literally like the two, like the airport is the southernmost point, I would say. Right. And Lowe's is on the mountain, which is the northernmost point of Tucson. Yeah. You're literally going from <clears throat> Valencia to the mountains. Like that's cool. <laughs> Valencia to Craycroft, like yeah. Craycroft to, to Skyline to Sunrise. It's just like Dude. ridiculous. So I had to go. I went home and it was like a 20 minute drive for me to get home. I had to go all the way back. Well, I offered them a ride because <laughs> yeah. I thought they would say no, but they didn't say no. They said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to pick, give them a ride from the airport up to Lowe's, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But this is the uh, the wrench in the, the machine. I don't know. Kink in the cord. Uh, yeah, the, Ren- the, the wrench in the plan. <clears throat> yeah, the wrench in the plan. The model drove in so i didn't have to pick her up from the airport which was nice but she stayed at the sheraton by the airport wait so now you've got like you've got some people staying way up north you've got some people staying at the airport exactly all right so now so now this is the part that i am most upset about the location that we were shooting at is at uh campbell and sunrise so 10 minutes away from lowe's 30 minutes away from the airport (laughs) and we had a base camp at a hotel at Campbell and sunrise at the embassy suites. And I'm like, why are people not staying at this hotel where we rented a ballroom to do, you know, dress people up and do hair and makeup. That's two minutes away from the location. Yeah. Why are you booking people a hotel at the airport 30 minutes away? Oh my gosh. That sounds uh, really dumb. It is really dumb. And they couldn't figure out the van rental situation. So I had to rent a van that they're going to reimburse me for, but I couldn't rent a big van. I had to rent just a passenger van or a Dodge Caravan, which wasn't big enough for everything I had to do. Dude, what? So, yeah. So I had to pick up equipment from Phoenix on a Thursday and then drive back and then drop off the equipment because then I couldn't wouldn't have enough room to fill the van up with luggage when I picked people up from the airport. And then... I was also supposed to pick up uh, equipment from Tucson and there's just no way I could have done that. So they scheduled a drop off at 7 a.m. on the day of the shoot that I had to be there for to receive. 
Then I had to be at the Her- uh, the Sheraton Hotel by 8 a.m. to pick up the model. What? No, to, no way. To, to, to be back at the location to drop off the model for hair and makeup. But because hair and makeup moved to the other hotel, I had to drive to the airport, pick up the model, drive to Lowe's at the yeah. northernmost point of Tucson to pick up the hair and makeup and then drive to the location. Needless to say, we were like 15, 20 minutes late because it's it was a dumb logistical plan. Yeah, that, that sounds dumb. That sounds super dumb. And so it kind of delayed the day, which kind of, it just, it was just a big pain in the butt. Damn. So you feel kind of overextended on this. Like, uh, basically, I mean, now you're, you're a probably still waiting on reimbursement for the various invoices for, for things. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. But, um, but even though it even sucked the next day because I had to pick up the hair and makeup people to take them to the airport and their flight was at 9 a.m. So I had to pick them up at like 7 a.m., drop them off at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. to then go back to the location house to pick up all the equipment and gear by myself to drop it off in Tucson. And then I had to go back to the house, pick up more equipment to take to Phoenix. Good Lord. To be back in Tucson by 2 p.m. because that's when the van rental uh, return was scheduled. Oh, so, so that was the deal yesterday. You were dropping off stuff <clears throat> in Phoenix yesterday, but of course you had to do a quick turnaround because you had to still get the van back. Had to return the van, exactly. <laughs> so, Dude, uh, that sounds... It was, it was no, a pain in the butt. Yeah, But so I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned, uh, you know, they, what they, they were doing some pretty cool stuff with the pictures and stuff. I learned that... The thing that made them different from what I would do is uh, they hired a top hair make hair and makeup team. They mm. hired like a, a real stylist and there's like real Gucci on set mm. and like the outfits were fashion. I don't know if they were or not, but I mean, yeah, that's that's not my department either. So I, I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. But other than that, they shot at a friend's house and his not even in his backyard and like the his property around his backyard. Because there were some nice saguaros around. So it's like, yeah, I, I can do that. Yeah. So so basically the delta between your, like, what what does this make you want to implement into your shoots? Or how would you kind of, I mean, obviously already off the top, uh, I feel like logistics are going to be <laughs> dialed in at every one of your shoots now. Because <laughs> there's no way you're going to be driving, like, basically across town twice. <laughs> yeah. No way. I'm not doing that. No, a PA is going to do that. <laughs> Well, no. Well, like the flip side of that was the rate for the single rooms at the uh, airport hotel. If they got a two room suite at the embassy suites, it would have been a little less uh, money. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why they didn't even look into that. But the the hair and makeup people were telling me that they just wanted they're they're coming out to Tucson to do this quick shoot at a discounted rate because they need to update their portfolio. So everyone's mm. taking you know. It's costing everybody money to do this shoot, even though everyone's getting paid a little bit. Mm -hmm. People are still having to come out of pocket with their own Mm -hmm. to provide for their own stuff. And they're like, yeah, if we're coming out here, at least show us a little respect and get us a decent hotel. That's, you know, that's not full of construction workers for some reason. (laughs) Is that what the deal was at the airport? Yeah. Apparently there's a lot of construction workers staying there. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is kind of something that I <clears throat> run into a lot. And and I don't think that this is necessarily the the same problem 100%, but it sounds to me like uh this is something I run into a lot at work, in fact, a lot this past week, so thematically very similar at least, uh where a whole lot of people have opinions but not a whole lot of people want to give definitive answers. So it's like a whole lot of people had opinions about, you know, whether the hotel at the airport or Lowe's or, or, you know, whatever, but nobody is willing to be the person who actually gives a definitive answer and therefore like shifts things around or changes things. And that drives me absolutely crazy. So in, in, you know, in my world or, or, you know, basically this past week, it's like, we're doing things that are very unconventional. We're selling things in a way that they are not built to sell. But at the same time, nobody is willing to say like definitively, yes, this is what we're going to do, or this is what we're not going to do. So then that person by default has just become me. And I'm not like, these are, 
I, I don't understand why somebody like myself who, you know, I make good money and I do all that. But at the same time, there are people who make significantly much more money and who have like titles like the senior so-and-so of something something. You know right. what I mean? But they aren't making these decisions and people are deferring to me to make these decisions. And it's like... Yeah, okay, fine. I'll I'll do it and I'll I'll tell everyone how to do all this stuff, but like it doesn't seem commensurate to the amount that I'm getting paid or the amount of um like what what is that called? Like I mean, it's a dumb way to put it, but the amount of kudos that I would get off of this, you know, right, like like right. this whole thing doesn't benefit me all that much because I'm in this position, but you still want me to make these definitive de- decisions. So it's like, you know, they had you stand in for the PA. And it's like that's great. But at the same time, if you're if you're now like rearranging the way things are going, it's I don't know. It's it's uh, odd that these decisions aren't being made elsewhere. It is odd. But I've, I run into that a lot, too. I mean, I think I've talked about this before where I, I make like a bad mistake on an edit that mm-hmm. like is like glaring that just like sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because people uh, definitely don't know what they want, but they know what they don't want. Yes, so that's yes. how I curb that thing. But people are, for some reason, don't like to make decisions. Yeah. And I feel like people that make decisions advance the most in this world. Right. Like even on the podcast, I asked a writing team how they wanted to be credited and they both said whatever. And then it <laughs> turned into this weird joke where they were like, like, like I'm Dr. Poopy Pants. And it's just like, I'm not going to do that. But then uh, I record their real names on the podcast. And one of the writers was like, oh, they said my name wrong. But I'm like, well, he told me whatever when we first did this. So why do you care now? It's like, (laughs) get out of here, man. But also names are important. Yeah, well, well, definitely. I think I think getting the credit that you want out of this project or whatever is is super important. But yeah, I I actually 100 percent agree with your uh, statement that people don't know what they want, but they know what they don't want. And so being able to contend with those kinds of notions is, is really, and I think that that's maybe, maybe I should really take a page out of the Chris Scott playbook in that sort of sense, in that I should use something a little bit more smaller and easier to solve that almost has like a binary solution. Either we go with option A or we go with option B. And that's the problem that I push out to other people to make decisions on because it's it's obvious it's it's one or two like that's that's uh-huh. basically. But then the actual real core of the problem or the thing that you know I wouldn't be able to get a response on, I should just make those decisions myself. You know, like maybe I give them something to to feed that a little bit, but but I ultimately just have to because because I agree with you is that um I was actually just having this conversation with. Um, Tori, man, we should actually, okay. I think, uh, I think it might be time to have her a, as a guest on the show because Uh-oh. I think, I think you need to give her, she needs a, a good old fashioned Chris Scott talk. Uh Oh, okay. Let's like do the it. ones, the ones that I've had in the past. Go you know get her. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just knock on the door. <laughs> no, but, um, but she needs a good Chris Scott talk because, uh, like the, the same way, I mean, you've had the same talk with me a bunch of times over because I'm like s- convinced that nobody knows as well as I do. And then, you know, months later I realized like, oh yeah, Chris was right. <laughs> Chris was right this whole time <laughs> after, after I like, you know, continue to struggle or do things my way for a while. But she needs a Chris Scott talk because, uh, she's, she's really unhappy in her current career and, uh, just like kind of in that in that stage that you know i was in a whole long time ago of like what am i supposed to do and there's not a defined path and all that kind of stuff you know what i mean it's like it's it's that kind of stuff that i don't excel at because that's the part that i struggle with you know Uh what i mean it's like i can't give advice there i'm still working on that myself (laughs) (laughs) i probably shouldn't be giving advice on that but but here we are (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but here we are man we're we're uh we've moved from the the tucson airport hotel to lowe's here we're, we are we're already here now we're making so now it we work have to, we have to make the logistics plans different and make it work making it work making it work but yeah i think that might be i don't know exactly what your the uh road bumps you're running into at work is but i find that people the hardest part about a problem is figuring it out yeah yeah the solution so there's you know uh possible there's multiple uh, solutions with different results, obviously. Mm -hmm. And people don't like to figure out the thing. 
people just want to know what they want the result. They don't want the process. So I don't know if presenting more, uh, you know, two types of processes versus what do we do to get this? Mm -hmm. Like people don't want to figure that out. That's what people underneath them do. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I do. (laughs) That's what you do. So what are you coming to me with this for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's an astute observation that basically they're, they're not looking to get, you know, deeply entrenched in the nitty gritty because the nitty gritty is, is my stuff. They're, they're looking at the broad overview. So they're willing to, right. They're like, when are we going to go to Tahoe next? They're like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Right. Uh, I can't believe I missed out on that trip. (laughs) Such a bummer going, going to, yeah. Going to rich places with rich people has to be one of the great pleasures of life. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. Um, well, in true uh, CSS fashion, do you remember what one of our top performing episodes from CSS used to be until, I mean, I think we did many more after that, but do you remember what one of them used to be? Which one? I think they all were top performing episodes. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, they were all very high quality. Uh, uh, do you remember um, when we went out into the desert and asked each other a bunch of meaningful questions? Oh, yeah. Also, I just want to I just realized that we did an episode called Let's Get Loud. Yeah. And uh, J-Lo sang that at the inauguration. So we're ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've we've never been more trendy. I think this is yeah. this is as you know, until Fast and Furious nine or ten. Nine comes out. Until Fast and Furious 9 comes out, we've never been more topical. We have never been more topical. (laughs) This is perfect. Yeah, no, uh, the Let's Get Loud episode of CSS is actually really good actionable content if you, uh, like me, are a person who struggles with uh, making yourself very present at work. Like, I'm very good at keeping my head down, getting the work done, and, like, you know, doing everything in great fashion. But I'm very poor at advocating for myself or, you know, doing those things that I feel like it's like networking. It's one of those things that I just don't in general do. Um, but also, man, I really grew into the value of networking too. I guess I have some more notes on that as well, but that's a whole different aside. Uh, quick question before we dive into these uh, more broad spectrum questions, but do you think LinkedIn is a good, I mean, you're, you're on the creative side, so it's a little bit different. Do you think LinkedIn is a good use of your time? I think LinkedIn is the modern day resume that people because I don't, I feel like resumes have turned into LinkedIn, basically. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like the modern day resume is your bio, and then a list of things that you've done, which is basically LinkedIn. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't use LinkedIn, but uh, who knows? I probably should be on it. Yeah, I'm gonna probably contract you for some new headshots because I'm still using the headshot from a lot. And you like you would think that wouldn't matter, but for I'm sure it psychologically does to some degree because otherwise, why would they tell you to have a picture? Right. I mean, it's like on dating site or dating apps when you have like your high school pictures on there and then you right. show up and you're a schmageggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. Um, yeah. So I'm going to I'll hit you up for some headshots later on. But uh, no, I've got some. I was looking at these earlier because I've. Uh, let me ask you another broad question, but about myself. Do you think I try and do too much stuff in a whole yes. lot of different directions? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that answer came out a lot faster than I thought it would. Why? Oh, because I thought look you at your day. To... Look at your day. What else do you have scheduled uh, today? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Like I've got a meeting later on today, and it's not even for my main job. It's like I'm taking a meeting because somebody else is in my like this is the thing I, I was like oh I'm gonna get better at networking but now I'm like in other people's networks so there's a guy who's like starting a startup and he just wanted to have a meeting like not just with myself but with other people and I was like dude I don't have any money if that's what you're after <laughs> like I don't have uh-huh. fucking any of it so and I told him that straight up I was like look I'm probably not gonna invest in anything so I don't know what you but I think he's actually looking to just bring on talent and it's like look i don't also have time for that but i i like took the meeting anyways because i thought it was the right thing to do just because i want to eventually start having people take yeah yeah yeah. like you can see how someone else presents their idea to a group and then you can learn from that (laughs) 
Right. Because it's like I one thing that I will openly admit that I struggle with is like I'm a wordy motherfucker. So I'm not very good with, you know, elevator pitching and being tight and concise and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, I kind of add too much flowery prose around things. So I was like, all right, let me take the meeting. Let me see what this guy does. You know, whatever. If it is something interesting, then great. Then I've, you know, whatever. Worst case scenario, I see what goes into a pitch meeting so that that way I can guide my own. If that makes sense. That makes total sense. I mean, that's my, the same kind of thing I was doing with this photo shoot. I just wanted to see how it goes. Yeah. And now I like magically <laughs> people started reaching out to me on Instagram to do photo shoots. And it's like, dude, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even uh, post it. On really? Instagram. Yeah. There's just it's like, oh, a model reached out to me. It's like, oh, and then a, a makeup person. Actually, what's her name? You know her. Uh, Sydney. Oh, yeah, I know Sydney. She's like, hey, what are we going to do with shoots? I'm like, a model just reached out to me. I just got to find a stylist. And then the stylist found me on Instagram. She's like, hey, thanks for your help this weekend. And it's like, oh, "Oh, let's work together. So things are really coming up Chris Scott. Things are turning up Chris Scott. All right. Well, that's a Millhouse reference, right? Yes, correct. That's a that's a Millhouse. (laughs) Everything's coming up. I've seen the meme. I've seen the meme, but not the episode. Oh, it's. it's in season seven. I can tell you that. Oh, I, I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> well, All you right. should. So, but things are not turning up a tish because you don't know how to uh, ration out your time. <clears throat> well, it's not, it's not necessarily that things aren't turning up a tish. It's that like I, because so the reason where I got these kind of questions, these broad questions from is that I'm trying to pick up a little bit better of a writing habit and not writing for like building a script for Tucson Heat or something like that. Not that kind of writing, but more just like okay. succinct to the point. Yeah, well, that <laughs> trying to be that, <clears throat> but more so like, OK, because we've as we've pulled out on, you know, CSS as well as this podcast, writing things down is really the the secret, you know, to success. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the secret truth of the universe, evidently. Like it's it's the things that I have written down are the things that I actually execute on. Like if I write myself a to-do list, it actually ends up and that's the virtue of Todoist. For more information on Todoist, please find the episode on Todoist. Um but but uh so so I was like, okay, let me start writing then. Um and this all came around because I read that Matthew McConaughey book, Green Lights. Anyways. <laughs> This is uh, so I was like, okay, I need to be taking notes of not only the stuff that is a problem that then I will like work towards solving, but also the stuff that's going really, really well so that I know when the signals are, you know, like the next time this comes up, like, for instance, have you ever had a really good idea or like an idea and then you didn't do it and then somebody else ran with it all the time? I mean, yeah, yeah, especially with movies and stuff, people have the same type of movie idea all the time and just people get to it quicker than you or yeah yeah exactly and and so that's kind of my thing is that i've realized like i need to also learn to recognize when the ideas are good so that then i immediately execute on them so the best way to do that is when you have a good idea write it down you're executing against it and then you'll see the signals the next time around right when it's just a formative thought like for instance i uh this was back when i still worked at uh hub the restaurant which, by the way, I guess some crazy incident just happened there this last weekend. Uh, so they might like not be a thing anymore. But that's besides the point. No, oh, I I didn't hear anything about that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but I had this idea when I was there that I was like, oh man, you know, it'd be really great, like a Nashville hot chicken food truck that serves just Nashville hot chicken and sweet tea. And I said that, and then maybe a year later, there was one in Tucson. Foxy's? Foxy's? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been yet. I really want to go. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Right. So I was like, oh, fuck, why don't I? So I'm trying to like also pick up a writing habit. So I just like recognize the signals and like it'll, it'll force me to put my ideas out there more. But then that's just another thing. You know what I mean? Like it's me picking up another thing. I already, you know, oh, I got to work out daily and meditate daily and then I'm writing daily and then I'm doing my job daily. But then I'm also studying for this other stuff. Like I just pick up too much stuff. You know what I mean? I have a habit of just like picking up too much obligations and shit like that. So I think I have to cut myself free in a lot of different ways. 
And what what would you cut free? I think to be honest, I could probably get like <clears throat> it's this is the part that hurts the most, but it's like I think I could probably get a whole lot of my time and also energy back if, if you got a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> But I just got married. <laughs> I just got married. Yeah, it's like the ink still isn't dry on that shit. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I need a divorce in order to free up some more of my time. <laughs> um, no, I think I think honestly, it's like I'm very committed to to working out in lots of different forms and stuff like that. But I think if I honestly cut back on that a little bit, everything would still be the same. But I would be more energetic and I would have more time for shit. Because right now it's like my Monday, I'm waking up at four. I'm working out, walking the dog, writing, meditating, or whatever, then doing my job. Then after my job, I'm going to Gracie, Arizona to do jujitsu. So it's like Monday has no available time slots in it unless I'm cutting down on sleep, which is no good. No, I mean, yeah, take a rest day on Monday, except for jujitsu. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, so so these are just the things that I that I struggle with. But so in so in picking up another thing, which was a writing habit, I came across these uh, good, like, these are these are broad questions that I think you have to ask yourself because they are the things that end up guiding you towards, you know, what you're actually trying to achieve or the things that you're actually going to do. Um, because how many times have you been in something where you're like, where the end result is super shallow, so therefore you don't do it as though it was something very meaningful and important. So for instance, like imagine if uh, like, like for instance, another photo shoot or something like that, that didn't have the same kind of attachments to uh, Vogue Singapore, or GQ Singapore, or whatever it was exactly. Um, uh, like would you be treating each of these like photo shoots the same, I guess is what I'm saying. Or like, or like, how do you know when you're really working towards the thing that you want? Right. Well, I don't know what I want in photography. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's actually then a good, a good jumping off point. Like that's, that's exactly kind of what I mean is how do you end up figuring out what you want? Exactly. Because because year over year, that has been my number one problem is that I'm very good at like doing things, you know what I mean? But I don't have one overarching, you know, uh, like assumedly people who want to become a doctor know that like, oh, I want to become a doctor because I want to help sick people or I'm very curious about this segment of medicine or something like that. Right. It's like I don't have an overarching thesis statement. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Right. Now, well, because there's also things like I want to be a film director, uh, which a lot of people say, but they end up being a grip or uh, they do lighting or they do right. wardrobe or they're PAs for the rest of their career. Right. Which I'm hoping I, I don't fall into that rut. So it's it's falling. It's it's um, doing things that are adjacent to what your dream is. But but yeah. but they have that clear path to where they they actually want to go, but they get stuck in the adjacent lane as opposed to being on the proper path. Right, exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about because it's like I'm I'm peripherally a lot like I can even acknowledge that I'm peripherally a lot closer to something that I would want to do with my life than I ever have been before. But uh-huh. I'm still in that adjacent land. You know what I mean? And uh, like so for for example, I uh, have my annual bonus check coming in um, soon, which is, you know, why it doesn't get fulfilled after we completed the year, (laughs) why we have to wait until March. Who knows? But I'm actually really excited about it because it's like this can be an opportunity for a really big run on my side hustle as it's as it's you know, known as right now, but this would be a really big run for flow roll because it's like what I'm thinking about is like, well, I've got like a decent stack right now. Is it the best? No, but can I do a big production run at least on a first gen? Because uh, what, what is it called? Perfection is the enemy of great. Have you heard that expression? I haven't. You haven't? I haven't. Oh. No. I oh, must well, have been in that Matthew McConaughey book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's probably in green lights. Uh, well, perfection is the enemy of great because the thing is, is like if I keep seeking like an absolute perfect anything, then I'm not going to like what we were talking about earlier is that you're just a guy who biases towards action. But if I continue to wait and wait and wait until like, oh, everything is perfect, then it never gets done. Right. right. Yeah. So, progress versus perfection is way better than which ironically, this is the same. This is the same argument that uh, people keep telling me about kids. <laughs> it's like I got married and now all of a sudden people can't stop telling me that like, oh, you're never ready to have kids. And it's like, why are you telling me this right now? <laughs> like, <I'm> not... <laughs> like, it's like, that's great. Um, I'll tell you, I'm super not ready right now, like right this second. So how about that? Yeah, because I've got this nosy one. It's still, it's like it doesn't even matter if the door is closed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, so so those are kind of the things that you know I've been trying to ask myself these kind of like broad, um, more philosophical questions that like tell me whether or not I'm on the right path. So, for example, the, this one I found very interesting because it. Uh, immediately, I think the purpose that it serves is it immediately strips out the things that you say are important and the things that aren't important. So this question is, you know, as an as an entrepreneur, what would you do if money was no object? So if you didn't have the pressure to work for money, so for instance, I guess for you, that would mean the commercial gigs and stuff like that, right? Right, right. If, if you didn't have the pressure to work for money um, and you can just buy whatever you need, uh, what would you be spending your time on? Like, what is the daily basis activities, you know, because, because this will really elucidate the stuff that you think will really move the needle and also might bring you happiness or fulfillment or whatever it is we're exactly chasing. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but, but how would you be operating if, you know, you didn't have to work for your money? I would have a better office with better internet connection. Uh, in a space to actually record things without my neighbor banging metal pots and pans all day for some weird reason. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think what I would do is I would I would execute the plan that I've had in my head for a long time. I would make a uh, a low budgeted budgeted movie. The budget might be a little bit higher than what I've been thinking about. So let's say I would probably make a five hundred thousand dollar feature. See how that does. Then make a two million dollar feature, and then maybe dive into a. 10, 15, 25 million dollar feature and kind of slowly progress that way so I can actually grow a little bit uh, in regards to filmmaking. And then I would be able to attract, you know, talent and hopefully an audience to kind of see these stories that I want to tell. Yeah, that's see, that's that's really interesting because you and I are like along the same thoughts of what we would do if money was no object. The only, the key difference is that you've drawn up a plan and you actually know like your path of execution. But for me, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. And that's what I realized why this was important was that my bonus check represents the same thing. It's not, you know, if money was no object, because that's clearly not true, right. but it made me realize that like, Oh, if money was no object, well then I would do a first series production run. I would, because then I immediately would just want to get it out, like maybe not even sell it because I could I would have to take it at a loss a little bit because I just want to get it out there and get a wider array of responses, just data points. You know what I mean? So uh -huh. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe just do some promo stuff and say, hey, just pay shipping and we give it to you for free or maybe even just give it to people in my community for free, like in my direct network. But I would do a first production run. And so answering that question to me told me that like, oh, you actually already know what your next step is. It's not like one of these ambiguous, like, I don't know what to do. It's like, no, I do know what to do. I'm just uh -huh. not, I, I haven't done it. So it's like, well, maybe I wouldn't do as big of a production run or something like that. But like, be, because, you know, money is an object for me still, but at least I kind of know what, what the next step is. And it's like, well, that's not that hard to do. I could do that. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, that's, that's kind of what I, I thought. Um, so here's, here's another one that, you know, is kind of the antithesis to, or like the, the other side of the coin where in my life or my career, and I, I guess in this career, it means business or, or whatever, uh, are you settling everywhere, everywhere? Really? Yes. Yeah. Is that, is that really true? 
I think so. Yeah. I mean, like to, for me, like in, in movie making, like, of, of course I want top notch talent. Of course I want the oh, best yeah. camera and the best gear. I, I want more time to shoot things. I want more time to write things. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like every step of the way is I settle every single step because I need to make progress versus waiting for, you know, perfection. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess if you look at it through that lens, then I think that I'm like that could be a very similar thing that I'm settling for as well. In the sense, I mean, it, it's it's a hard way to put that because it's like in my perspective, I'm not settling because I want something that is um, like I'm looking for something like here's here's kind of what. Uh, I'm looking for that I haven't gotten yet. And it kind of disturbs me that I haven't gotten it yet is what I'm looking for is for someone to actively be like, wow, you, you know right. what I mean? Like I'm, I'm yeah. looking for someone because what I get is a whole lot of, uh, you know, Oh yeah, definitely. No, I definitely felt way more alert or I felt, you know, like I get these positive notions, but I haven't had anybody say like, Oh yeah, I would do that every single, I would take that every day before training or whatever. I haven't gotten that yet. Uh-huh. And so it's kind of hard for me to say that I'm settling by not pushing something out or doing something like that because. Um, well, you would have to settle at some point. I mean, it, it sounds like you want to get more data, more data. Uh, and to do that, you just need to push out whatever you have to tweak, make tweaks, to make adjustments. Like, oh, I need a little bit more lion's mane. I need a little less green tea extract. I don't know what's in your thing. <laughs> Well, you're, need, you're very close. It actually has both of those things. <laughs> I need a little more uh, grape Kool-Aid to make it taste better. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, but you're going to have to settle on a formula to get those data points, right? Yeah. I mean, um, that's that's basically the point. It's that like either you, you can settle on a, one or two things because it's like you can either settle in the sense that like recognizing that, no, this formula isn't the be all end all, but I need to get I need to get data and also I need to get things out there because if I don't settle on that, then I'm technically also settling in the department of like, um, you know, forward momentum and actually putting that, like getting people to visually understand what I'm going for or like putting the product out there. You know what I mean? It's like I'm settling in either case, but, but just what I'm settling on and the downstream effects of that are kind of more important. And so that's why it's like, I kind of vacillate between that very often is that I, I wonder like, What's more important, like getting the wow first or getting the product out there to get more data and then from there tweaking and going, you know, like which one is more realistic and which one also is more uh, like foundational to, to doing this. And that's kind of what I struggle with in that sort of sense. Right. I, I, I understand that feeling of needing that wow factor, but at the same time, it's just I don't think you'll ever get I think you'll get a wow, maybe like four variations in. Yeah. Maybe on like your fourth product that people will be like, wow, this is what. Yeah. Because for years in my film stuff, it's always been, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But not like, whoa, I got to watch that again. I've never had that experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it's like if you think about it in comparison to, you know, any of these other great, you know, inventors or something like that. Like it's like, well, I'm sure the first Wright Brothers plane wasn't a wow either right you know what right. I mean? we only remember the one we remember the kitty hawk or, or whatever the fuck it was called <laughs> i guess i don't really remember it wait kitty hawk was where they lived uh i forget what uh, the plan was called i have Anyways, no idea anyway we remember the one that was the wow but we don't remember all the other ones so maybe that's just like a principle of um a principle of just, you know, how this works is that like, well, yeah, of course you're going to put out a couple, like you have to do the, the not so wow work before you. Right. Well, that's, that's the, the thing with all these self-help guru type people that you only see their huge success. You never really see their struggles or their process. And I'm sure a lot of people have that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. And then once you get a, a large enough crowd of people to do that, then you're uh, elevating yourself to a position where you can go big, do that big thing that would make people go, wow, yeah, that's right. something I want. You know, mm. that's, um, it's, uh, I had something and I lost it. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I lost it. It's gone forever. Oh, it's gone forever. Here's another conceptual question for you. 
what am I not willing to sacrifice along the way? So presumably you have to sacrifice a lot of shit. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Let's go back. Yep. Go back. Let's go back. Uh, but I also feel like uh, that perfection, that wow factor is another uh, roadblock we put up for ourselves to mm-hmm. prevent us from moving forward and progressing. So mm. I feel like, oh, I'm doing this thing. Yeah, people seem to like it, but it's not like, bam, it's not like pow. It's not like pop. People aren't having that huge reaction that you want. So you assume you're failing because, right. yeah, you're, you are getting a positive result. Like you're getting a, a C plus or a B plus or passing. Yeah, you're not getting your A plus that I know you. I'm sure it was beaten into as a kid that you had to get it, Tish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're still passing. So it's this idea that we need to be, you know, top of the top. We need to be cream of the crop. We have to yeah. to really be successful or have a successful product. So I, I think that's like a self-implemented roadblock that a lot of us need to get over that we have to yeah. break up with. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's actually a super valuable thing. Cause man, you just hit the nail right on the head because it's like, yeah, I'm only used to putting out a plus work. That's it. Like that's, uh-huh. I, I can't, I have a very fragile ego and I'm a, a very fragile person in that sort of sense. So I'm just not used to, um, you know, putting out any, any work that might not be considered the best or might not be the top of the heap. So therefore I have this direct aversion to doing so like, like I'm not putting out a first run. Cause I'm like, Oh, well, it's not the best it could be. Right. It's not, it's this, it's not going to have the wow factor. And I rely on that to drive my self-esteem or something like that. But at the end of the day, that's just an ego thing getting, getting in the way of progress. Like, yeah. It's it's in that sense, it's just me, you know, stacking up like what I care. Like, do I care more about like my reputation or my own sense of like, you know, like and all those things are important to have, I guess. But not but it's when it actually starts like diminishing your progress, then it's more of a problem than it is an, a help, really. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. That. Uh, and I and a, I, I swim in mediocrity. And that's why I feel like <laughs> I am more successful than I actually am. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I like that dynamic. I actually realized like, shit, we're not we're not going to have uh, any time for any more of these questions. So I might pepper uh, you with them at a later date. But but this actually has given me a lot to think about because it's like, oh, yeah, yet again, I can blame this on my parents for forcing me to get straight A's <laughs> my entire life. This this conversation is reminding me of a uh, triangle that I sometimes use with uh, video production. Mm-hmm. And there's three points on it. It's good, fast, and cheap. Mm-hmm. And you can only have two, especially the first question. Like mm-hmm. if you want something good and fast, it's not going to be cheap. Yeah. If you want something fast and cheap, it's not going to be good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you want no, something that's... good and fast, what, good and good and cheap, it's not going to be fast. Yes. So. Yeah. It's, but when you throw money into the factor, then it's like you get the time, you get everything. Right. Yeah. Then the, the objective measure of good, like the dynamics sort of shift because you don't have the same constraints on the system that force you into that sort of triangle. Right. I mean, you can buy, you know, different variations of your formula. You can just order it. Yeah. Yeah. And test out four different variations versus doing one at a time that you're making in your kitchen that is upsetting yeah. your wife. Yeah. Yeah. It- <laughs> Yeah, man. Also, the setups and stuff like that are just taking up more and more space. So it's been <laughs> there's been some contention <laughs> in this household. <laughs> uh, Chris Scott, got anything to plug? Uh, just right now, got the, the Tucson Heat podcast is out. Episode two should be dropping tomorrow on the second. And follow us on Elephant Scout on all the social medias. Awesome. I'm actually really excited because uh uh, this afternoon and then Monday I have some long extended like uh, work sessions so I didn't know how long Tucson heat was so I was like perfect Sunday uh, so today slash also tomorrow I have uh, like a couple like long spaces where I have to be working on something but it's something that's just like pretty low intensity I don't need to be racking my brain over it so I was like perfect I'm gonna listen to Tucson heat Oh snap. See what it's about. What, where are we at? Like, what is it? Uh, an hour, 45 minutes, two hours, oh, 30 minutes. They're 30 minute episodes. Oh, oh, even easier. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. The, the second uh, one might be a little short. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fine. Uh, 
So yeah, go listen to Tucson Heat. Um, definitely leave a review, leave some stars on that. As for myself, you can find me at Atish Mazish on all things social media. Uh, there is a Twitter account. I never used it. I quickly found out Twitter is poison, so I <laughs> never, never even engaged on that. Um, but got the Instagram running and got a couple more ideas, not including Nashville hot chicken rolling around in the brain. So uh, even if, even if you just have like ideas for your own project or something like that, just shoot them my way. I love to be inspired. So let's let's chat about it. <laughs>